Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Good morning, everybody. Welcome on board On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence, your congenial host. Bad at everything I do, but good at introducing our special guest this morning, Senator John Gordner. Good morning, Senator. Pleasure to have you back and on the mark again. Good, good morning, morning, Joe. How are you today? <laughs> Hanging in there, Senator. How about you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. You figured out my roost. That was not, in fact, me. So, okay. So, <laughs> Joe's enjoying some rare frivolity. Uh, John, please tell us you're safe, safe and well. I know you are busy because I uh, follow the activities in Harrisburg, but you're doing well these days, we hope. I am. Thank you very much. Well, fantastic. Still this- running? Ah, that brings up a whole other issue. Uh, I'm, al- I'm allowed to start running again uh, this weekend, so looking forward to it. Well, stay safe. Yeah, don't Thank over- you. Don't I over- remember your story about that last hill in Berwick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, fantastic. Well, yeah, I ju- and uh, you, you don't have the coaching gig that you were concerned about today, so uh, we're glad that that schedule cleared up. That uh, clears the way for us. Well, we were going to ask about uh, sort of the goings-on of uh, normalcy in Harrisburg, which is really quite a bit at the moment, but uh, the death of the former state senator, Ed Helfrich, now dominates our, our news and our headlines. Just a quick reflection on uh, the legacy and just the person uh, that uh, your predecessor was? Uh, just a, a great guy, a, a fascinating life story. I mean, there's a guy who did so many different things over his many, many years. Um, and the story of uh, him and, and uh, his uh, high school buddy uh, taking coal from the coal region and driving down to Philadelphia and selling it and starting up their whole business uh, to going into the Army uh, right after high school and, and being a paratrooper to racing stock cars at Sealands Grove Speedway. Uh, he was a, a pilot. Uh, he usually had a, a boat that he kept down in uh, Key Largo in Florida. Uh, but just a uh, just an incredible individual. Uh, and again, um, he was a pro-life and anti-death penalty. So, uh, very interesting, uh, very embraced his Catholic beliefs and, and believed that every individual uh, was important, and that's why he said, I'm, I'm pro-life and I'm against the death penalty. What, you know, how, how could I be inconsistent on that? And uh, just just a, a very common individual for the wealth that he accumulated. Uh, you'd never know it, uh, seeing him, talking to him, and he did so many, many, many things uh, behind the scenes, uh, literally contributing hundreds of thousands of dollars to 
at different places and different causes all around the Northeast region, and you would have never known it. Well, and no news conferences. I, I don't think I ever went to an Ed Helfrich news conference. Uh, he did things sort of behind the scenes in a manner that would get them done. If he had to give credit to someone else, he would be quick to do that. Uh, the only sort of photo ops we had was when uh, you know funding or some initiative or a law change helped and really significantly benefited somebody locally, and then for their benefit, there might be a photo op or something like that. Does that accurately characterize him? That it's just kind of, uh, you know, paddling like crazy to make things happen, but not uh, showboating per se. Exactly. He was he was not a suit and tie guy. Uh, that's not my picture of of Ed Helfrich. Uh, he was not a speech uh, type of guy, and yet one on one, he could he could hold a conversation for you all day on a whole bunch of different uh, things, but not a guy that like to give up and go up and give a speech or uh, be recognized, but always, always, always uh, behind the scenes working on issues. And again, one of the, the things that he stressed to me, I mean, a Republican out of the coal region, and he got along with uh, all the Democrats, uh, whether they were in Harrisburg, uh, county commissioners, local township supervisors, um, you know, it was it was. I'm for the region, and I don't care what your party is, and especially individuals, uh, people that would go into his offices or need help or assistance. Again, he quietly. Uh, I, I'm guessing a thousand different contributions over the years, large and small, just to help individuals that uh, that he saw and, and met and needed uh, some assistance. Personally, I like this sense of humor. Ed always had a story. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so many uh, fascinating, and again, uh, just a fascinating life. Uh, uh, again, he uh, he owned a, a gold mine down in South America uh, at one point, and I think there were some issues down there, and so he flew down to South America, uh, got a boat, had a couple of guns with him, and, and went to try to resolve that issue, and jeez, <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I'd be the guy doing that. Well, one thing hasn't changed, and that's kind of the way the situation in Harrisburg plays out these days. You guys have your plate full right now. You're trying, I see, to upend the governor's mask mandate. How's that going, and do you have a shot? Well, we'll see. I mean, there's actions in court right now. Um, we as the General Assembly are not a party to that, uh, but there is a bunch of uh, parents, and uh, Jake Corman as the pro tem, not as the pro tem, but... Uh, as the father of a couple of kids in school is is one of the uh, plaintiffs in that as well as uh, representative topper in the house again individually as the parent of some kids uh... there's uh... there's already been oral, oral arguments on that and, and briefs uh... i think have to be submitted by the end of next week yeah, So we'll see how commonwealth court rules uh, rules on that but you are correct. I believe the Senate Education Committee this week reported out a bill that would allow it up to parents uh, to decide. Um, we are not in session now the next two weeks, so uh, we'll see by three weeks from now where that uh, court case is as to whether we go ahead and move that legislation. But my viewpoint, as I said the last time I was on, was I believe it should be a local school district uh, decision and not a uh, statewide mandate. Uh, we saw many times where, you know, there would be one or two places in the state that would have an effect, and the governor would do a statewide mandate. And I prefer that each of the 500 school districts uh, 
have the uh, final decision making in regard to that. Well, the governor said uh, that he what he needs is for the Republicans to stop messing with people's health. It's kind of an interesting battle because on one hand, the Republicans seem to be as working on the, the, the personal freedom angle and personal responsibility angle, and the Democrats, as Big Daddy, want to keep us all safe. How do you, how do you draw the <laughs> yeah, line there? Public safety is so <laughs> offensive. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go you, ahead, John. Is there a uh, line there you draw, John? Uh, look, we're all considered, or we all are uh, concerned with people's health, um, but we also don't believe that it should be one person making this decision. And I believe the voters spoke back in May when they improved the constitutional uh, change uh, that says that it's no longer one person, but it should be the governor and the House and the Senate working together. Uh, I said again last time I was on, I'm I'm vaccinated, uh, and as is the rest of my family, my 89-year-old father, et cetera. Um, I just um, two days ago got the flu vaccine uh, when it was first offered, uh, you know, in, in, in the chambers. Um, so certainly urge people uh, to be vaccinated. But there are also folks that, uh, you know, um, got, the, um, got COVID, uh, feel that they have the antibodies, uh, have, have read of folks that... Uh, you know, have had COVID and, um, you know, got the vaccine and had bad reactions, et cetera, and, and are concerned about it. So, um, you know, there should be personal freedoms, but also local decisions and not not everything being made out of Harrisburg. Now, there are constitutional amendments pending now as it relates to voter ID and election law reform. Why is that the best tack to go? You may have a more amenable governor in a year or so. Uh, why is a constitutional amendment a great uh, process to start now? Well, you know, a lot of it revolves around voter ID, and it's so frustrating why the governor and the uh, the majority of House and Senate Democrats are opposed to any type of voter ID. Uh, I mean, we sent a uh, package to the governor uh, in June. He vetoed that, and he singled out voter ID. Um, you know, there was a recent uh, F&M poll with Terry Madonna, who's always been a uh, left-leaning uh, individual and pollster, and it showed that uh, close to 70% of Pennsylvanians, Democrats and Republicans, support some sort of voter ID. So, um, you know, and I, I, I hate, and I'm not going to mention his name, but uh, there is a Democratic senator who spoke on the floor uh, passionately against voter ID. And he, his area includes uh, the sports stadiums and uh, the new uh, casino down there live. Uh, you order tickets and you want to pick them up, uh, you have to show a voter ID in order to pick those tickets up to go see an Eagles or a Phillies or a Sixers game. Uh, my wife and I happened to stop at that new casino live because uh, we were flying out of the Philly airport uh, to get a player's card. Uh, we had to show a photo, photo ID. There were no exceptions. So I don't understand why uh, there's no problem with uh, showing a photo ID to open a bank account or to get tickets at a game or to get a player's card at a casino, uh, but you can't uh, require... Uh, I think we have nine different types of IDs that you can show, whether they're utility, bills, and, and other type of things. Um, and uh, so that's what uh, the main focus of that constitutional amendment is, and, and frankly, to bypass the governor and ask people what they think. Is there help to help individuals to get an ID if, for, uh, if they're in that uh, small sliver of the population that has trouble getting an ID, that there is assistance to help them do that? 
So in the in the bill that we passed in June and sent to the governor, it would have required uh, PennDOT uh, to issue, uh, as you know, um, you know, you get a, a, a photo driver's license, but if you uh, don't drive anymore, they can still issue just a regular license uh, for you so that you have that ID, not a license, I'm sorry, but a, an ID that you can have. And uh, the uh, bill that we passed would have required uh, PennDOT at government expense to issue an ID to anyone who requested it. All right, but a lot of people still have trouble getting that. They don't have access to birth certificates or Social Security number background or parental background or hospital background from where they were born, that kind of thing. Is there help for them? Yes. I mean, much like the uh, the real ID that the federal government required after September 11th, uh, there are uh, lots of means of assistance, and I can tell you that our legislative office, Representative Culver, et cetera, I mean, we've literally helped thousands of individuals track down uh, those uh, birth certificates, uh, marriage licenses, all those sorts of things in order for people to get their real ID. I mean, I don't know if the two of you have your real ID. I assume you do. Uh, Joe does um, not. Uh, he doesn't go anywhere, but I do. I know who I, I, know who I am, John. I don't need to prove it. <laughs> Okay, sounds good. But there's certainly assistance out there, yes. Okay. But, you know, th- this is, to me, a straw man-type argument. Anybody who needs to get identification for some purpose or another will get it. If I need, if I want to buy a gun and I have to have identification to do it, I'll get the proper identification. If I want to uh, fly in an airplane or I want to go out of the country, I'll get the proper identification. I don't see why uh, requiring somebody to have proper identification for voting is any different. Yeah, and again, we, we, I forget, there's like eight or nine different things that you can show, whether they're utility bills, um, uh, tax records, uh, just all sorts of different type of, uh, whether they're placards or anything else that a senior uses in order to prove their identity for different senior programs that are out there, uh, they're available. So, you know, and, and what bug, bugs me is they always refer to this as voter suppression laws. Why not voter integrity laws? Isn't that a concern, too? Yes. All right. What about the investigation into the 2020 election? Uh, your feelings about that or your uh, you know, political and learned view about this investigation that's now underway? What's it really for? And, again, your view on that. Yeah, and at the moment, that's all this is. is uh, It's not an audit uh, as uh, Arizona went. It is a investigation into how things were handled. Um, what, what we caucused about uh, this week was looking at the uh, 2019 Auditor General's um, report, uh, which was very uh, critical of the governor and the Department of State and the shore system and a number of different things. Uh, as you know, up until uh, this year, the Auditor General was a Democrat, uh, Eugene DePasquale, and uh, we pulled out that 2019 Auditor's General's report. And interestingly enough, uh, in that report, uh, he indicated that he was not able to do as much as he wanted to do because he would have needed the uh, uh, driver's license numbers or last four of a social in order to completely verify uh, whether folks uh, you know, were allowed to vote or voted multiple times, uh, et cetera. So, the uh, the Intergovernmental Affairs Committee uh, issued these subpoenas. Uh, they're now attacked in court. Uh, uh, the governor's office, uh, the attorney general's office have uh, filed objections. The Senate and House Democrats have filed objections. So at the moment, it's on hold. 
Um, but uh, the chairman of the committee, Chris Dush, gave a pretty interesting um, um, overlay in in uh, caucus this week, pointing to the uh, 2019 Auditor General's report and, and their concerns with the shore system, and also indicating that uh, the Department of State on their own gave access to people's Social Security numbers and driver's license numbers to a whole host of third-party entities um, as part of uh, what they did about three or four years ago. And this is money well spent and time well spent in your view? Uh, I don't know. Um, it is true that, uh, I mean, uh, I'd say for the last year plus, if, if I were to look at my emails that I receive and phone calls, et cetera, this has been one of the top two or three issues over the last 12 months that I've heard from constituents in my district. I know Democrats have said that they have not heard it from their constituents, but as as someone who's the whip for our caucus, uh, I can go around to the other 29 members, and each one of them will say that election integrity is one of the top two or three issues that they have heard from constituencies constituents consistently over the last 12 months. So if that's the case, uh, heading into uh, uh, more elections, that's not a good thing. We need to... We need to answer some questions and make sure that people are comfortable that elections are safe and secure throughout the uh, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Yeah, I've come to change my view on all of this uh, because of the reason you're talking about. I certainly don't think that there was anything significantly wrong with the 2020 election, but you can't have people, uh, whether through delusion or fact, having no trust in the voter process. That really doesn't help our republic at all. Okay, uh, uh, we'll give you the last word. Anything to add to our conversation that you think is important or that you wish to say? I think the way I'll just add is that... uh, you know, as part of the constitutional amendment uh, that was passed by the voters, uh, they really urged, and we, we said that, uh, you know, the governor shouldn't be the only say in regard to emergencies and that we can work with the governor uh, on them. And this past week, uh, uh, specifically yesterday, was an example of that. Um, literally a thousand waivers that were expiring uh, at the, uh, uh, um, today, I guess, September 30th. And we worked with the governor, we worked with the House and Senate, Democrats, Republicans, and we passed the legislation that the governor was going to sign yesterday or today, extending a lot of those uh, waivers and different things that are needed uh, to deal with COVID. Much like that, uh, the uh, opioid uh, state of emergency, which had been in place for three-plus years, uh, we let that expire. But we told the governor, let us know what is needed, and we will pass legislation to affect that. And he indicated that uh, there was one issue this in particular in regard to sharing uh, drug monitor drug um, uh, drug monitoring type of programs with the federal government. So we passed that legislation, and the governor is going to sign it. So there's two examples where you know we uh, worked with the governor. We found out what was necessary uh, in order to deal with issues, and uh, as a result of that, legislation passed, and the governor is going to sign it. So it shows. Uh, that we in the General Assembly and the governor can work together, and we don't need just one individual making all the decisions. Well, and he's doing some things that are sort of wildly popular, too. So With whom? Uh, as, as opposed <laughs> to some of his previous decisions. And we're getting closer to an election, so maybe we'd like the governor's office to f- look a little less onerous. Somehow but that's Wolf and wildly popular don't fit together. Not right? anymore. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay, thank you so much, Senator Gordon. Nice, John. you got an open mic anytime. We appreciate your insights on these uh, issues. Uh, very much appreciated. Thanks, Joe Mark.
Take Great care. Day. That is uh, State Senator John Gordner. State Senator in the 27th District succeeded uh, Ed Helfrich, who we talked about as part of our conversation uh, in the state Senate. He's the Pennsylvania uh, Senate Majority Whip and a Republican from the 27th uh, District of Berwick. You got an observation about... Sounds dangerous, doesn't it? Majority Whip. <laughs> well, that's true. I wouldn't go... But, you know, if, if they say John Gordner's going to come down hard on you, I, I, I wouldn't... You know, it doesn't sound like it's going to be violent. It sounds like it's going to be some other kind of political pressure. All right. Well, we invite you to react to what you heard from Senator Gordner, the investigation about what she's uh, kind of uh, meh on the whole thing. But uh, I do agree with him that some election integrity certainly is uh, would go a long way toward voter confidence. So that's not probably not going to hurt anything. Uh, we invite your call. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com or text us at 70236. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can contact them at sunburymotors.com. Uh, for the 9 a.m. hour, you'll want to know 1 800 795 9565. You can email on the mark at wkok.com or text to 70236. One of our prolific texters is on the phone. So, good morning, sir. Thanks for using your phone for another purpose. Go right ahead. You're on the mark, Stan. I don't know if I should take that as a compliment or not. That's all good. <laughs> oh, I, it, it's I a wouldn't. Fun. I saw, he's sneer, he's Maybe sneering. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. sneering, Stan, so don't take it as a compliment. <laughs> uh, you know, the, 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 the chaos going on in this country is all a direct result of the, of the fool in the White House, okay? <laughs> all right? Yeah, it's plain and simple, okay? And, uh, and the Democrats, because... Now, I just heard, I heard, and I looked it up. If you go to this $3.5 trillion bill in the, you know, that the Democrats are trying to shove through the Congress and, and the Senate, on page 168 go to, it's about what the OSHA can do to companies that, that how do they put it, uh, if they don't fix supposed risks for their employers, they can be fined seventy thousand dollars, and they they increase that fine from seven thousand dollars per incident to seventy in this bill. They were ten times uh, increase, ten, ten you know seven hundred percent increase. Uh, but if it's a continued violation, they can go up to seven hundred thousand dollars per violation. All right, so they're trying to bankrupt it. 
And what they have done, and, and OSHA is going to control this COVID mandate that, that Biden has pushed through, you know, the VAX mandate, and he's trying to get them the right rules for. And, and back in the summer, they class that, classified COVID as a workplace hazard. So if they do this and, and, and the employees don't want to get vaxxed and they will coerce, you know, coerce them and, uh, and force them to get vaxxed, if they don't do that, they can be fined up to $700,000 per employee. How long do you think a business can stay in, you know, stay in business with that kind of crap? Not long. <laughs> and, and this is if they're out of compliance with the vaccine mandate because of the number of workers they have, you're, you're saying? Right. If it's any, any, well, right now, you know, with Biden, it was any company with 100 employees or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either, either they get vaxxed or they get tested weekly basis. If they are out of compliance with that at all, and the OSHA finds out that comes in, they can fine them up to 700. You know, the first maybe time they'll do it, $70,000. But if it's repeat things, you know, the, the company has two choices. Fire the employee or get a $700,000 fine. Well, we're complaining. So, you know, we're complaining I, I, about uh, we're complaining about people not showing up for work, and then on the other hand, we're firing them for a strange reason. I think, or just testing them. Uh, you're not firing right. them. Requiring some of them right. are being we, fired. And United Airlines, I think it is, is saying that they're they're starting the process of firing. people. They don't have a testing program. I don't know, well, but New, they're firing people. No, New York State. New York State's firing what seventy some thousand nurses and doctors that refuse to get the vaccine. You know, when when a doctor and nurse refuse to get a vaccine, that's time to start asking questions because they're supposed to know about what's going on in the health field. Correct. I think your number might be off there. I don't think there are 70,000 doctors and nurses uh, 60 in New York. 60-some thousand. 60-some 60 60 thousand. In yeah, New 60 York, So we'll round it up to 70. Okay. Okay. Statewide. Well, how, okay. Many, how many people so, are left then? I mean, that, that doesn't sound right. How many people would be left? Well, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, that, but that's what the numbers that are being put out there. Up to 60-some thousand, some thousand health care workers. We're all okay. the way back. So they're you saying said, we have a medical crisis on our hands, okay. and they're getting rid of the health care workers. You said doctors and nurses at first. That's why I questioned the number. Stan, well, call us back. Regardless, it's people that work in the health field. Okay. Stan, call us back. We have to get to the bottom of this issue. Okay. I, the, the mandate is the real, real, real issue. Should you be required to get the jab is a sound question in every venue, every workplace, every school, and so on. So we'll continue that. Thank you, Stan. I do hope you can call back during the 9 a.m. hour. And uh, we'll have open phones. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. You okay, Joe? You falling apart over there? My glasses are fogged. (laughs) Oh, okay. Never mind. I thought all of a sudden his head went down, the tissues came out, and the glasses flew off. I thought, oh, Joe's uh, keeling over there or something. You wish. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, that's the only way I can win some of these arguments. Until uh, Joe Biden gets things turned around, <laughs> I'm at a loss, I, really. All right, on the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Did you notice my invitation to come on the show today for you today said, your greatest fear is that Joe Biden will have as great a three years as he's had a lousy first year as president. Yes. So, so <laughs> I think that might I don't be think there's anything I have to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. I think I said that. SunburyMotors.com. Toll-free line is open. We're enjoying nearly open phones. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. When we last spoke, uh, one of our good callers, Stan, was really uh, lamenting the uh, vaccine mandate that's part of uh, the president's latest executive orders and... Uh, a big part of that is in is stepping up the fines within OSHA laws in uh, the uh, multi-trillion dollar bill that is part of the Build Back Better uh, program. And this idea of vaccine mandates has uh, been a perennial topic in Harrisburg and locally and in our region. So uh, we certainly invite people to walk in and talk, us, talk to us about that. Uh, I, you know, I personally, I understand the public safety aspect of this, and I certainly understand why testing may follow. I get that corollary as long as the company's paying for it. But a vaccine mandate or you get fired, that seems kind of onerous. So uh, we'd love to get your view on this. 1-800-795-9565. We also had uh, State Senator John Gordner on the line earlier, and he uh, talked about some of the issues uh, pending in Harrisburg, the 2020 election investigation, about which uh, he has uh, somewhat, I'll describe them as mixed feelings and hoping I'm on safe ground. But uh, I do agree with him that uh, what we can do to promote election integrity would be important. And don't forget that Senator Joe Manchin said yesterday, going back to Washington, that he would not support spending trillions more on social programs. So the president today has his work cut out for him if they're going to try and cram that bill through. Getting Joe Manchin on board. And uh, getting the debt ceiling lifted is still looming. Now, keeping the government in order uh, out of default, that's going to happen this morning. So we'll keep an eye on the AP wire and so on. Big doings. All right. uh, I do have to do news headlines, but I will consider this a continuation of Stan's call, and then we'll do (laughs) headlines afterward. Stan just loves to be talked about. So uh, we're talking about you on this mandate thing. You know, I think you're in safe ground in some cases mandating, but fining companies huge amounts or uh, firing workers who won't get a vaccine. I think that seems most folks probably, I'm going to speculate, wouldn't agree with that. Yeah, we're heading down a really, really dark path. All right. You know, they, they, they have one vaccine that supposedly is FDA approved. But as of yet, we still have no long-term studies on the effects. And there will be no long-term studies on the effects because they lost their uh, their group, you know, their control group. Because they're getting everybody vaccinated. How can you have a long-term study? Well, we could use we could use the stalwarts like yourself, or or I don't know if you had the vaccine or not. But people who haven't had the vaccine, that'd be a great control group. You could select them randomly. Well, we are we are seeing what's happening there. The unvaccinated are the ones who are populating the hospitals and the emergency rooms these yeah, days. Yeah, just go aren't talk they? to them at the ICU. No, 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 no. I'm talking the long term effects of the vaccine. What it may or may not do to a person's body and health. Not what it may or may not do with the the COVID. I'm talking about 
effects to the person themselves. Well, same thing. Just talk right? to people who use Over, people who haven't had no, the vaccine. No, 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 no. See, that's the <laughs> difference. You know, if if the vaccine causes cancer, okay, that ain't going to affect the person that may or may not have taken the shot. Well, what's the? But you long- won't know that because they'll blame it on something else. What's the long term in your view, Stan? How More can- than six months. Okay. Well, well actually, I- it was less than six months. Okay. Now, we're going to mandate all these people have to get the shot, okay? Border Patrol, you know, there's a lot of people in the Border Patrol that got sick, have the antibodies, but they're going to be mandated either that or get fired. So we're going to lessen that we don't have enough Border Patrol now, and they're going to fire those people. They have to do it by November 1st, from what I've heard. Well, well that one really right? strikes me as odd because the people that they're rounding up coming across the border are probably the ones who are sick, and they're probably at greater risk. You know, the, the the border control people are probably at greater risk than the immigrants are from getting it from them. Well, my point is, why are we letting these people into the country? No. Uh, my orchestra himself said 20% of them have diseases, not necessarily just COVID, but diseases of all kinds, and they're letting them loose into the country. And you're and you're gonna and they're gonna mandate that every American citizen has to be vaccinated. Yeah. Well. You know, it's a pile of horse, you know, anyways. Pucky. So where's the sense in that? The citizens have no rights now anymore. The the non-citizen gets all the best treatment and all the rights because they brought in this country. They'll have to be given health care treatment. If they get into some community and they go to school, the, the taxpayers are paying that. These people aren't paying it. You know, and where's all the housing coming from for all these people that are letting loose into this country? Where's it come from? They said where's the housing shortage to start with. We got homeless, uh, you know, thousands upon thousands of homeless in California. Yeah, all these people are being brought in, and they're going to be put into housing. Well, I don't think anybody should take precedence over our veterans, and there are still many of them that are living in bad circumstances, and we need to take care of them first. All right. Yet we are. All right. We, we are. We got you, Stan. Thank you so much. Good questions. Answerable by some, if somebody wishes to weigh in. I don't know. Thank you, sir. Oh, I'd love to hear them. Well, well <laughs> stay tuned. All right. To be continued. Thank you, Stan. All right. 1 800 795 is the telephone number. We've got a caller standing by, so we'll do headlines briskly. A section of Route 104 in Middleburg in Snyder County will be known as the Chief of Police, Tony M. Jordan Memorial Highway. State House member David Rose State House has approved the legislation. It goes on to the Senate. It would designate a portion of Route 104 in memory of the police chief in Snyder County in Middleburg. Beds are filling at Evangelical Community Hospital as the COVID-19 surge continues. They are continuing to treat many individuals, almost 100 people on board the hospital in general, about a third of whom are COVID-19 positive. We have patients waiting in the emergency room for beds. We've been able to maintain, but you know, we are boarding patients right now waiting for beds. That in itself is telling. That is Evangelical Community Hospital President and CEO Kendra Auker. We have details about that at WKOK.com. Spike in the number of deaths in Pennsylvania from COVID-19, 97 in one day. That's about twice the normal amount. One Valley death also reported in the latest statewide numbers. In Snyder County, 58 cats were saved from a hoarding situation in Shabokan Dam. Some were in a U-Haul, others in a storage unit, and some in a hotel room. Um, 
most are now in a shelter in Columbia County suffering from a wide range of ailments. One individual from New York State facing an animal cruelty charges. You'll be shocked to find out that one of the state's biggest pension funds is in more, deeper, hotter water. The latest federal agency to launch an investigation into the public school employee retirement system is the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. The SEC is looking into allegations that Peacer's board members received improper gifts, possibly from investment advisors and consultants. Peacer's is also under probe from the FBI after board members earlier this year said they no longer had confidence in a report showing the value of the pension fund's assets, which turned out to be overstated. The SEC has joined in that investigation as well. I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Well, you soon won't have to worry about misinformation on YouTube. They say they are tightening their policies on the vaccine videos that contain misinformation that are online. The video sharing platform announced a ban on misinformation around any vaccine that's approved by the WHO or local health authorities. YouTube defines it as misinformation if the content claims approved vaccines cause chronic health effects, claims that vaccines Vaccines do not reduce transmission or contraction of a disease or contains misinformation on the substances in the vaccines. So, Joe, you'll be happy to know YouTube is now watching out for you, so they'll take good care of you. Don't you worry I about that. I always put my faith in YouTube <laughs> Honestly, to take care of me. YouTube and the government. How can I go wrong? Right. And everything else on YouTube makes oh, so much sense. Hey, they've got a lot of great old TV shows on YouTube. And if you wonder why I did the interview the way that I did it with State Senator John Gordner, this is absolutely... Ask a stupid question day. It encourages us to be more curious, so go ahead, ask the dumbest question you can think of, and don't be surprised if people look at you funny, as Joe always does when I ask my questions. Well, my wife says to me all the time, that's a stupid question. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and we'll just leave that at that. Uh, Eric, thank you for patience through the headlines. We do have a caller waiting. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Thank you, gentlemen, for taking my call. Stand, stand, stand. <laughs> There you go again. Just demonstrating the, the continued politicizing of a pandemic. Uh, headlines of daily item today, state virus death highest in seven months. How in the world are we trying to t- tie this, this need for um, inoculations with what's going on the border? I mean, that, that's tenuous at best. Um, do you need to get the vaccination? I think you should. Here's the deal, guys. There's social responsibility here. If you choose not to get vaccinated, then I think you're required to wear a mask. And if you're found that have not been inoculated and not wearing a mask, that's where the fine should come in. You have a responsibility if you leave your house and you're breathing on anyone else to be you know, as safe as possible. And I'll use my, my uh, example like I used before. If I'm walking around Walmart and I've got an open sore bleeding all over the place, how quick will I be thrown out of that? If you're unvaccinated and you're breathing on everyone else, what's the difference? Well, that's a that's I don't think that's a good analogy. I mean, the fact is, what okay, if I what if I have, what if I have a cold and I sneeze in public? You know, I could give you that cold. Now, granted, you may or may not get very sick from that cold. It might turn into pneumonia. But we don't require people who have colds to go around covering their face and breathing oxygen and staying home and not going to school. You know, we have an obligation to protect ourselves. You and I have had this discussion before. I think you need to protect you. I need to protect me. 
And that's, that's our obligation, to make certain that we don't do anything to cause anybody else any problem. But it's got to be our responsibility, not the government's. No mandates. But if the people are not going to take their own responsibility, that's why we have requirements for kids to get the DPT shot. And we have laws we had against... We had requirements for, for all kids to get the smallpox and we, inoculation. And we have laws against drunk driving, but people still get plastered and get behind the wheel. And, and what do we do with them? Will we catch them, yeah, Joe? We arrest them and took the licenses <laughs> I think you're helping there. Right, One we, thing, if you, we don't, do. if you don't want to get inoculated, that's your personal if choice. If it's proven that and they made a mistake... you're required to wear a mask, you're not breathing on me, and you're reducing... Your chance to make me sick, my, my, my elderly parents sick, and my grandkids But sick. my point is that, you know, we can have all the mandates in the world, but some people are going to violate them. And, uh, you know, the punishment can't be draconian. It has to be relevant to the, to the uh, damage they caused. And that's the same so way with drug driving. You, if, you, if you know you have the virus, or, and, and who knows if they have the virus or not, it could be asymptomatic. And you're going around, you're breathing on people, and I find the, I'm in close contact with you because of contact tracing, and I know you willingly did not get the shot, and you made me sick. Then I should have, then I should have recourse against you because you, you put my, my uh, welfare at risk. Okay. Right? I've got that, let's say I've been vaccinated, and I wind up with a breakthrough case, and I'm wandering around, and I sneeze and cough on you. What are you going to do to me? You have taken all of the uh, appropriate means by which you can to, to mediate that. But just I haven't. Like you, I've still it's caused. Just like if you would be in an accident, or it's a pure accident, you hit and kill somebody. Eric, I still. Wrong, you're not violating the law. <laughs> Eric, You've done everything you can, but the person still dies. Eric, you are not convicted of vehicular homicide. I've still, are you? I've still caused the same amount of damage, Eric, as if I hadn't been vaccinated at all. All right, but you haven't you haven't said anything. You're still sneezing on people, so I think you're you're you have liability issues there. If you know you have COVID nineteen, you're still sneezing. If you on know, people. there's the key. If you know, you're it. not covering your mouth. Well, you know you have a if fever. If I knew I had it, I wouldn't go out. Would All you? Right, we'll let Eric wrap up. Go ahead, Eric. You get the last word. I thank Joe for making my point for me because <laughs> you're exactly right. We don't know. We don't know, and because of that, everyone should get vaccinated. And and Stan's argument: Oh, it may cause cancer. It may cause that. What inoculation has ever caused cancer? That's just the first piece. I don't know. Well, I don't know. But I, okay, <laughs> I rest my case. There's, it, okay. it, again, but it's there was... doing nothing. We're trying to politicize this issue. Let's take the politics out of it. I, I'm tired of hearing this connection between requiring vaccinations and what's going on at the border. Give me a break. Well, there was a vaccine right. that caused Guillain-Barre syndrome you. a few years back. Right. So. I don't know. Vaccine cancer, that seems like a tall one. I haven't heard of that. But we I certainly have illnesses that have been caused by vaccines. Uh, let's see. Eric, nice to know who the supporters of communist tyrants are around here. Another listener says, Eric, 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 do Nazi propaganda much? Do no. Uh, he's a, Eric. 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 Do Nazi propaganda much? Right. You do. You'll. Uh, I'll do me. And forced vaccine is criminal. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Cindy, stand by. We got to take the break. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. We got one open line. Whomever called that, call back. 1-800-795-9565. Let's, uh, we don't want to miss these, so go ahead down here, Joe. Eric, you leftist Democrats have politicized this supposed pandemic since day one, so get off your high horse before you fall and hurt yourself. <laughs> LOL. Hypocrite. Much, much <laughs> of the vax to spreading COVID is okay with you. Pathetic. Okay. So, geez. Uh, Cindy, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. You know what I'm puzzling about is this approach that they're attacking working folks. Why aren't they, you know, the federal government has power over millions and millions of Americans by extension of the fact that they receive benefits in some form whether it's heating or housing or food or whatever. So why aren't they saying, you know, no ticket, no laundry. You don't, you don't go get this shot. You're not going to get these benefits. Why aren't they doing that? They have direct control over these people's lives that way. Those are good Democrats. You wouldn't want to offend them. You need them in the next ah. election. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Mark. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, these people even theoretically have time on their hands to go get their shots, and we make them available for free, and especially, you know, to those who have low income, we, we the working folk, pay for it. So I don't understand why they aren't attacking this in many uh, approaches instead of just attacking working folks. You know, Cindy, I know you were a nurse, an emergency room nurse, and I, I have a police and fire monitor and I listen to a lot of calls and quite often almost every day you'll hear some ambulance say we're back in service patient refusal because somebody decides that despite the medical advice they received they don't want to be taken to the hospital and there's no punishment for that except their own their own health may go downhill does the government or should, does somebody have the right to tell us that we should receive the treatment they think is best for us despite oh. our conviction to the contrary right many times on many subjects, Joe, I've called in and said no. The government has no such right to do that. Nowhere in the Constitution. Now, they stretch this by approaching it from looking at the general health and welfare. And so the government looks at that phrase in the Constitution and says, well, this gives us the right to do this. Well, under the general health and welfare, you know, I have quite a few mature trees on our property, and you could argue that one of them might fall down and hit someone in the head or they might fall on someone's house or hit a car or something. So let's go in there and cut down all of Cindy's trees. And you'd run into a real wall if you tried to do that to me. Well, this may you, be I under mean, the same... This, this has become hyperbole in the extreme. Is it true that walking around out there, someone else who's sick could give me their illness? That's been true from the beginning of time, right? So let's say that I have a illness. Let's say I have cancer and I'm getting all kinds of treatment for it, and that has compromised my body's ability to fight illness, called immunocompromise, all right? Do we demand that everyone in the community mask up and stay home because I want to go to Target? No, no, we don't do that. 
we say to me, you assess your risk. If you have to go to Target, put on a mask. You know, frankly, these stores now bring the stuff right to your house. I, I'm at a loss to understand why people believe they have the right to inflict this and on other people. And where does it end? Where does it end? Well, and I think you know, when you asked about individuals who receive some government entitlement, uh, cannot they be required to enjoy the vaccine? I think that goes with the same uh, argument as to why we can't require them to get regular drug testing. You know, it is considered an entitlement for which you don't have to do anything to prove to get it, except that maybe you're a U.S. citizen or that you have the uh, specific eligibility. But, uh, I, I, you know, that may be the difference. If you go into a workplace, you're volunteering to go into the workplace and so uh, you'll have to you know comply with the rules of that workplace but in order to receive a social security or uh, a welfare benefit or something else uh, in the u.s those are considered entitlements cindy we got to move on but thank you great points all great questions thanks, thanks cindy. Uh, not yet answered uh tim is next yes tim from sunbury please go right ahead you're on the mark well, thank you very much. I haven't ever called in before. Stan motivated me to do it, so I blame Stan. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Well, he gets um, a lot of blame. <laughs> but that, that's Cindy. I work in healthcare. I have for all my life. Uh, Cindy's correct. I agree with her. Her 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 analytical uh, equations are exact and precise. Uh, for example, uh, when you go to work in healthcare, they require hepatitis B. Uh, tighter levels and to see if you're immune and if you get a needle stick you have to get uh, a series of shots and they never bother to check you after 22 years to see if your titer is, is uh, still acceptable. Uh, why not? Well, because they need to do it first up and then after that they forget about it. Well, if you get stuck after 22 years and you don't have the titer, then you get it and you get the shot again and you're good to go. But uh, for those people like me who had COVID, uh, and request that they're going to do an antibody test because they want me to get the shots and me to get the boosters, uh, they don't uh, do antibody testing. You'll have to pay for it yourself. Have they done well, any... I have antibodies. I had the disease. This is why, truthfully, it has become politicized. Why would you not be willing, if you're a scientist, to get a group of 10,000 people and test them for their antibodies who had the COVID disease, certified sick, no one ever gave them a drop of anything, no hydrochloroquine, no, no vitamin D, no zinc, nothing. They laid it home with 105 fever and got sick, and they got better. Uh, do they have to get a shot? Well, sure you do. For the doctor, well, you got to get a shot. Why? If my antibodies worked, if my spleen worked, if everything worked, my T-cell helper cells all worked, uh, I should be okay, right? Tim, let me, ask, let, let me ask you a question. Uh, you've had it, you said, and you have antibodies built up. Has there yeah. been any studies that you're aware of, since you're in the healthcare field, uh, as to what the effect is of giving the vaccine to someone who has had COVID? I mean, no. is, uh, are there any Nothing extra risks? Public. Nothing public. Okay. And in what way and, are you and when, required? And when I ask doctors, they say, we don't know what to tell you to do. And what max vaccine mandate most uh, concerns you? Well, what concerns me actually, and I guess, uh, I believe, ultimately, my moral belief is it comes down to personal choice. And uh, you, you, if you do have sick, sick, sickness and you feel sick, you're stupid to go out in front of people. And yes, you could use the equation, you made me sick. But no one, two gentlemen pastors said, you made me sick. You could make me sick. Uh, I got it. 
and you made me sick because you had it. How, you, cannot, you cannot say you made me sick because nobody can prove that just because you're standing aside somebody and you cough, you made them sick. But if you have the disease, it's kind of, you're morally compelled. You're being immoral if you have a sickness and you just go and call. You don't care, given the COVID. So you stay away from people. Everybody does that. But, is there, you, but I guess my question is, is there any vaccine mandate that's appropriate? No one in any setting at all whatsoever should be, vac- should be required to get vaccinated. Th- this brings up the politics. My answer to that is, yeah, the government should not mandate that, that you have to get, at least, I'll make this caveat, at least with COVID, it's too new. Because you're going to come back with the argument that says, what about smallpox? What about hepatitis B? What about uh, any of the other diseases that we make the kids get? Well, I had chicken pox. I got a scar on my arm from getting shots when I was younger. Uh, and they made us do it to go to school. That, that's the same argument. But those so are, what are they? But those are so tried I, I wouldn't true. say get rid of them. We're, okay. It's too new, and it's being politicized. The reason why I say it's politicized is because of something called the Chevron Doctrine. To use OSHA to enforce any of these rules tells me that the President of the United States does not understand the Constitution at all. Because we gave, the courts were given power under the Chevron Doctrine to administrate any regulation. That's why the ATF could ban bump stocks and simply say, I decree today a piece of plastic is a machine gun. I decree. Who are you? Oh, I am the BATF. Who's the BATF? You have not a single person there running the ATF or OSHA that was elected by the American voting public. All right, they were we got you, Tim. Thank you so much. Good Please point, be Tim. a Thanks repeat caller. We'd love to hear from you again. Yep, Thank sure you, sir. Thing. Thanks, Tim. All right. Okay. Stand by, well, folks. we got to take a quick break. You. We appreciate Tim's call. Yeah, I cut him off, but he said goodbye, and to him we say goodbye and thank you. We'll be right back. Stand by, guys. And we've right, got a couple go. of texts. One says, Tim gets it. Great call. Another says, Cindy is 100% correct. When does this government overreacting end? Overreaching. Uh, overreaching, I'm sorry. Uh, well, either overreaching, overreacting. Not the same thing. All right. Cindy, the state government is responsible for your life, so they can't take things away that could kill you. Uh, they're responsible to keep you alive, I think he's saying. Is that yes. the point? I believe so. And, hey, Eric, you've already zero proof that COVID uh, gene therapy vax won't cause cancer or other diseases. There are no long-term studies. <laughs> I know who sent that. Yeah, so do I. You're on your horse there, Stan. I appreciate it. All right, Joseph, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Uh, yes, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, good morning. Uh, I want to comment on a call about four callers back. They met a gentleman that was talking about uh, the people that haven't received this uh, so-called vaccination, okay? That we're the ones that are spreading this disease. Well, the other day I was watching The View because I heard that Kamala Harris was going to be on there and it was a very, <laughs> going to be a very interesting program. But anyway, uh, they come in and took two of the hosts off The View because they tested positive for COVID. Now, they were all, they all had the shots. They all had this quote-unquote vaccination, right? So uh, they wouldn't let Harris come in there. They put her in a separate room, scrubbed that room down, and finally she only got 15 minutes of air time. It took, it took them to get everything, I guess, scrubbed down. So, and she had the shot also. So I think we can go back to what uh, Dan said. Dan's a pretty intelligent man. And he said, this is not a vaccination. No, I looked that word up, vaccination, in Webster's American Heritage Dictionary, too. 
And it's, it's something that will give you an immunity. Well, then I looked the word immunity up. Well, we've covered and, this. That means it's something that you Joseph. cannot get. You're immune to it. Joseph. This vaccination, <laughs> oh my God. this dose of chemicals that are putting in your arm, is not a vaccination. Joe. It's just a bunch of chemicals. <laughs> Joseph. And you can still get Stop. the disease, and you can still spread the disease. Is that not right? All right. Fantastic. Thank you for pausing. Yeah, Joseph, we plowed this field a hundred times to use uh, uh, Joe McGranahan's uh, illustration. Yeah, we are aware that the, the definition is slightly wrong. We're aware that individuals who've been vaccinated can get infections. Uh, they do carry it. So uh, we've covered that. What is the point? We know that people who are vaccinated can get COVID-19. Am I on there or what? You are now. Go right ahead. Okay, thanks for cutting me off. Uh, okay, with all this bad news, I mean, with COVID and, and the border situation in Afghanistan and inflation, wouldn't it be nice to have some joyful news uh, to talk about? Yesterday, you made a statement, Mark. You said this, and, and, uh, and I'm, uh, this is I'm almost a quote, not word for word. You said, uh, this is open phones except for your deep faith and joy in the Lord. You can't talk about your joy in the Lord. Well, there's not now, an issue. That Wouldn't that be nice? That's not an issue. This is an issue-oriented show, so we want people to call in with their viewpoints on important issues. But it's also a discussion program, right. which means we don't put you on the air and let you go for five or ten minutes expressing your personal opinions without us talking to you about them right. either. So it's uh, that's what the show's well, all about. The sad news about the COVID and that, uh, everything else once in a while. Well, the vaccine mandate's pretty universal discussion. Witness, witness the fact that there's two people waiting to get through right now as soon as you're done. Okay. Well, you cut me off a couple of times. No, we there. didn't cut you off. You're not listening to, to it. This is to this is it. Joseph. Okay. This is a discussion program. It's not cutting you off. You don't take a breath, and so we can't discuss it with you because you keep going and going and going. It's nice to put a period at the end of one of your sentences and pause for a second, <laughs> at least so, at the end of a so we could ask you a well, question. I was, I was expressing my views. That's what it's about. Right, it? but it's, it's not the Joseph uh, open mic show. It's on the mark, an important topic, a give and take discussion. And we like about to talk to talk to our guests. Important or issues, right? And I had questions about your first comment, but it was like five minutes ago, so now I don't remember. So we can't get them in. It's important to take a breath, folks, because <laughs> we, I realize, and we should point out that sometimes Why it not? is hard for people to hear us uh, on our microphones when they're on the phone. And it certainly is hard, almost impossible for the hear, them to hear us if they don't take a breath. You know, so we've tried to resolve that issue, and apparently it doesn't resolve with the phone system. So. It irritates some callers, too. So we're trying to be fair, and we're trying <laughs> to also have a discussion with you, not just, you know. We aim to please. <laughs> All right, we, we got a call coming in. We got another one waiting. Uh, Mike has been patient. Thank you so much, sir, for your patience. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. <clears throat> Thank you. I have this uh, this thing that keeps gnawing at me. That people when they get uh, deathly sick with the the COVID, the 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 COVID is a hoax crowd, the anti-vaxxer crowd. Uh, it's nothing but a a bad head cold. Uh, the statistics show that upwards of uh, 95 to 99 percent of people in the hospital with COVID are the unvaccinated. So my question in my head, I've been rolling this around for quite a long time now. If, if people are anti-science and don't believe that this is a real thing, why are they so quick to jump in an ambulance and get to the emergency room and get on a ventilator to be treated by scientists? 
<laughs> Can somebody explain that to me, please? Well, so we why are they using a valuable hospital time when they don't even believe in it? Well, that's a good question. I suppose you've got them, uh, an answer. Well, now I'm at, you know, well, I thought you, in, in your uh, uh, supposedly infinite conservative wisdom, I thought maybe you under could explain to me why people who don't believe in science or vaccines rush to clog up emergency rooms to keep people out who actually are uh, thoughtful and, and and are vaccinated and well, you, you, all that. Let me ask you. Can you let me ask it you. To me? All right. Let me ask you this, Mike. Let's take smoking for example. It's been proven over and over again that smoking can cause lung cancer, but some people still do smoke, and some people get lung cancer as a result of it. Should they be denied treatment because they knew better and chose to ignore what they knew? Oh, maybe. Oh, so you you would turn people out in the street? They don't believe. They don't. They don't care about their own health, and they don't believe what they've been told. And there's there's mandates about not no smoking everywhere around the world and in the United States to boot. But not in your I don't own hear home. Anybody moaning and complaining about anti-smoking mandates or or the mandate to wear a seatbelt when they get in their car to prevent them from uh, a worse outcome in an accident, etc., etc. Well, I think that's a rather cold-hearted approach, if you don't mind me saying so. Well, I, I think I think anti-vaxxers and, and, and hoaxers are, are the cold ones because they don't care about their behavior and how they affect the behavior of others. This business about running around knowing you're sick and sneezing somebody, that's one thing, but this, this COVID-19, this disease is famous for being asymptomatic, where you could be doing that and not even know you're sick. So therefore, the more people that are vaccinated and, and, and are protected from it, the better off everybody is because the the COVID idiots, they can be walking around with the disease and not know it. They have it. Well, you can be walking around with a number of things and not know you have it, but, you know, a prudent person is going to take their own precautions, don't you think? Is it on you to protect me or oh, me whoa, to protect whoa, whoa. me? What kind, of, what kind of person? A prudent. 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 So anti-vaxxers, non-science believing COVID hoaxers are prudent? I didn't say that. You're not listening to me. Well, I said, they're the ones that are causing all the trouble in the emergency rooms everywhere with their prudence. Well, not, not everybody who's in the emergency room has been an anti-vaxxer. You know, there are people who have breakthrough infections from this now, disease. I know. Yeah, I know, but they're not the ones that are hooked up to the ventilators either because if you're vaccinated, you have a, 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 a way lower chance of, of uh, serious disease. Or complications. Right. Well, we, That's a fact. You know that. We don't withhold medical treatment from people in this country because they don't do what we think they should do. We give people medical well, we're treatment. Holding, we're withholding medical treatment from people who, who, who do the right thing, though, but that's okay. But we have to kowtow to these hoaxers and, and COVID idiots and take care of them. <laughs> COVID idiots. For some reason, well, they're not okay. even interested in in science well, where, or vaccines can you point me behavior. can you can you point me to any wow. story that shows where someone who was sick and, and lost a hospital bed and died as the result of somebody who didn't get their covid vaccine taking that space i can't all right we got to move on mike thank you so much for the call well, well wait a minute i thought he just asked me another question go ahead answer it quickly it was rhetorical <laughs> anyway answer oh, it was rhetorical no, well the thing is there's seven or eight states 
in this country already that are deciding who they're going to let in the hospital and who they aren't because they're so they're so crushed and 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 overtaxed in the, their ability to take care of people because of the unvaccinated. All right, we got well, you. Thank you. So every much. hospital has a triage nurse who's responsible for determining <laughs> the relative need of a patient. So. There you go. All right, oh, thank yeah, you so much, she's Mike. Got, she's got her super duper instant COVID test there <laughs> on her hip, like like cowboy with a, a gun. Uh, He's in his holster kind well, of thing, huh? I'm thank just you. glad you're not running my hospital, Mike. <laughs> thank you, Mike. Really hey, appreciate I, the call. I, I don't, I'm not, no, 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 I'm no, not no, heartbroken no. about people who get sick no. when they're not vaccinated or think it's a hoax. They made that choice. I didn't. All right. We got you. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Thank Mike. you, sir. That was a period. That was a clear period. All right. We appreciate that. Joe, upper right-hand corner. Then we have words. And Says, then we'll have uh, this is from Doug. Eric, you say we should get fired if we are unvaccinated and don't wear a mask. You do realize that the vaccinated still get and spread the virus, right? I also assume you wear a mask everywhere you go because you can spread your germs every day, whether it be COVID, flu, common cold, you name it. And you left us crying about politicizing the virus is laughable. The left politicized this to the max when this acade- when this scandemic started, or scamdemic, I'm sorry, scamdemic started, saying it would be Trump, Kat- uh, Katrina, and changing voting rules, using this virus as a tool to get Trump out of office. So spare us on preaching about politicizing things. Signed, Doug. All right, we got lines lit up. We got one call coming in. Three are waiting. Stand by, folks. I want to tell you about a pickup truck from the Sunbury Motor Company, 51 thousand dollars f-150 2021 uh it is a 2.7 liter eco boost start stop motor 10 speed automatic transmissions got the towing package got the little drone that flies over you that gives you the overhead camera when you're trying to park or move a trailer it's got the trailer technology so you don't have so much trouble backing up it knows exactly what to do and how to do it this particular one is the uh, carbonized gray accent on the antimatter blue that i talked about that just is stunning when you see it in the sunlight. Uh, it's a fantastic truck. Gets 24 miles to the gallon on the highway, 21 in, or no, 19 in town, averages uh, 21,000, uh, 21 miles to the gallon. Just a super truck, and you 21,000 miles to the gallon. Yes, that's quite a bit. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it's a fat, has a tailgate step that comes out with a bottle opener, and uh, let's see, it has different driving modes. It has sport for Joe, who's the speeding ticket guy, and eco mode are the other one, that's for me, but also has towing and hauling, deep snow and sand, slippery mud ruts, and M-O-D-S. I forget what that stands for. Moderate, I guess, or modified. But in any event, uh, it's just a fantastic truck. 51 grand. You just can't beat that with a stick. So please go to the Sunbury Motor Company. Do as I've done. Drive a brand new F-150 thanks to the Sunbury Motor Company. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back. we got a short amount of time and four callers lined up. So uh, we'll give everybody 90 seconds. We're going to start at the now bottom. One of the callers has been on before. So he goes last, but he can go. Bonnie, you get 90 seconds. Thank you so much for calling in. Go right ahead. Thank you. I am not vaccinated. And the reason I'm not vaccinated is because they change everything about it all the time. Did you see the congressional baseball game last night? Not one of them people had a mask on. Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi were hugging and kissing. Um, every time there was a catastrophe with Biden, he comes and puts another mandate on. And another thing, they say the hospitals are full because of COVID. My mom died four years ago. I had her at the hospital, the emergency room. She laid in the hallway for two days because the hospitals were overrun, and there was no COVID then. So full hospitals isn't new just because no, of COVID? No, it's not new, but that's okay. what they use it as. And people say, oh, I did my research, that's where I got it. They are the research. Okay. Interesting. All right, we got you, Bonnie. Thank, hey, thank you so you much. Thank you for your comments. Yep, Interesting. really appreciate you calling in. And we got enough fed up people there that we got a lot of callers. Chris, you get to 90 seconds. Go right ahead. That's actually Eric. Do you want me to put me on last? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Stand by, buddy. I'm sorry. Well, I gotta, uh, yeah, I got to do this by hand. Oh. Cut him off entirely. There we go. All right, Chris, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, the vaccinations are, are legal, the, the mandates. They've been done before. The Supreme Court ruled you couldn't force people to get vaccinated, but you could make rules about it, and you could fine them, and you could throw them in jail if they couldn't pay the fine. That's from the Boston case, and back the, with the smallpox. But and the, it's been used many times since. And, and the public health. Measures. The public health benefit outweighs, I guess. So, and okay. uh, no vaccine or very few vaccines are 100% effective. They, they all have uh, usually are in the 90-plus area somewhere. And uh, they also mitigate what's going on as well as protect you that way. And that's that's been that's that's been the case with this one too. So all this talk about uh, you, you, they're taking away your rights. Those rights were were abused much more often in the last century than they were in this in this particular case. So don't give me that communist Nazi crap. <laughs> okay. That's that's just ridiculous. All right, ten more seconds. Go ahead. Okay, and and uh, Australia had only uh, 1,200 deaths from uh, from COVID because of their shut set downs and whatnot, and their policies, which are much more extreme than this country. And maybe we don't want those, but they do work. Really helps. Okay, thank you so much, Chris. I really appreciate yeah, you thanks, calling. Chris. Thanks for waiting too. Probably waited longer than he was on the air. Bob, you're on the mark now. You get ninety seconds. Uh, when it comes to hospitals, they don't just put everybody in the ICU room. So you have to wait until there's an available bed. That's that answer to that question. 
And uh, what it all comes down to, in my belief, is insurance companies. They're paying $100,000, for each COVID patient. How are you going to pay for that? I have a $5,000 deductible. I've got to pay $5,000 if I go in the hospital. You know, and if you're a poor person, you can prove that you don't have enough income to pay for it. All us taxpayers pay for that person. So it comes down to the insurance companies, just like hunting season. They're trying to kill all the deer now. You're allowed to shoot like six or eight deer now, right, per person. I mean, it's, it all comes down to insurance companies. I believe that. So that's what I had my... Uh, that's what you believe. I'll set out to tell you today. But, <laughs> all right. uh, but one of our earlier callers said that we shouldn't allow people who didn't get vaccinated hospital care. Now, I know you're a health care professional. Do you buy that? Everybody's entitled to health care, but, I mean, they should be responsible and try and take care of their own uh, health issues so they don't have to go into the hospital and pay $5,000 deductible, or if they don't have any insurance, lose your house. I mean... How would that feel? You have to lose your house just because you got COVID. Well, I don't suppose that would feel very good, but... <laughs> you, you can claim bankruptcy, but, I mean, you, nope. I claimed bankruptcy one time in my life, Chapter 13, and I had to pay it all back in five years. All right. Thank all you right. so much, Bob. Thanks, thank Bob. you for okay. waiting, and thanks for day. calling yeah, in. Bob, take care. All right, Eric, you're going to wrap up us. Wrap us up. Go right ahead. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, I apologize to all your listeners because obviously they cannot comprehend my points, but let me uh, re-refute some of the callers. Uh, Cindy, uh, I am not the one who said that people should be fired or, or the, uh, everyone should get the vaccine. What I'm saying is if you do not get vaccinated, you should, be, you should either be wearing a mask or be outside. The reason OSHA is enforcing these regulations is because they determine the work safety. They determined that if you are not vaccinated and you have COVID, you are a risk to other people, so you need to be vaccinated. Tim, I also worked in the healthcare industry my whole career with the Commonwealth. You bring up the hepatitis B vaccine as, as your, your argument. Wrong. How about the TB time test, Tim? I was required every year to show I didn't have tuberculosis because I could spread that to the people who I served, and that's still ongoing, so I refute that. Uh, finally, um, those who say I'm a communist, no, I'm not a communist. I'm one who believes in social responsibility. Bottom line is this. If, if you don't get vaccinated, wear a mask. All right. Bottom line is we're out of time. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. We will have open phones tomorrow. Financial Friday is next Friday. We'll hear from the chamber. John Shipman's going to be the co-host that day, and we're going to hear about convention of states that day as well. Enjoy your retirement life Monday weekend, Mr. Joe. And uh, if you wish to have uh, participate tomorrow, we'll enjoy open phones. This is WKOK Sunbury.